Welcome back, everyone. Youngsers, episode nine, I think. Uh, episode nine, yeah, getting up there. Uh, solid, solid week of uh, Pittsburgh sports, I guess. Just kidding. Uh, just came off a rough loss, Steelers. We were riding high this week on the college football boys. We're riding high. We got a Penn State win we're going to talk about. Uh, we got a Pitt win we're probably not going to talk about as much. But, uh, boys, what are we feeling like? Riding high after yesterday, you know, watching the Steelers today down the tubes. As you can see, my opinions on today's game are right above me. That man got to go like Todd Haley outside of Tequila Cowboy. Get him out of here. Now, the offense is pathetic. Terrible. Terrible Talk offensive performance. Knee-jerk reaction. Terrible offensive performance. Defense, defense did all they could. Yeah, I agree. Defense is out there too long. You can't you you just can't send your defense out for as long as you did, especially on early NFL season. Weather's kind of hot. Pittsburgh is probably a little hot. Defense is probably sweating. Uh, it, you can't expect a defense, especially minus TJ Watt, to carry you to victory every week. Uh, the defense had a big part of it last week, obviously, yeah. but a few big plays were missed. I'm sure we'll talk about later, but uh. The offense got to get it going. I agree with Andrew's background. Fire Matt Canada. Send him back to Canada, you know. Canada dry. That's where it's at nowadays. Four four passes attempted over 20 yards. How many times did you see the Steelers throw into the middle of the field? How many times was it a check down throw, a throw, a yard behind the line of scrimmage, two yards in front of the line of scrimmage? I mean, it's not hard for any defense to scheme against that. It's a, It's such a vanilla offensive scheme and their best play of the day was probably gunners uh jet sweep and that was their longest run of the day they just have no punch the offensive line looked bad if dan moore ain't holding somebody he's getting blown by uh james daniels lost in the sauce for most of the game today he didn't know which way he was blocking you know what else is there to say i heard that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna rubber stamp it right now youngsters episode nine i'm calling for kenny pickett even though it's not totally Mitch Trubisky's fault um he missed a lot of he missed a lot of wide open receivers today he his awareness was below zero taking sacks when he should have been throwing it away at this point you got to go with somebody who has a higher ceiling that interception he threw was maybe one of the worst I've seen from a Steelers quarterback I mean I don't know how you miss Mac Wilson literally staring down the receiver he's right there you're a game manager and you're not doing the things you got to do uh, I think it's, you know, this is for Roberts. It's Kenny Pickett time. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. In my I, opinion, yeah. Mitch Mitch just looked shell-shocked. It looked like he didn't want to be there for who knows what reason. Maybe he had a bad day back at home. Like, who knows? But uh, if you're a guy that this is your second chance, you're going to want to make the most of it. You're going to want to, like, you're going to want to have a WWE-esque moment where you, you need a big pop out the gun. I mean, last week he did what you were supposed to do. Still nothing to write home about. Like, the guy's, the guy's average, below average at best. NFL guys, they're talented, I know that. But uh, I just don't I don't think he's it. He, man, he managed the game today poorly. <laughs> he's there to manage the game well. He's, he's supposed to be there to not help us. He's hit to be there to help us, but not hurt us. And today he, he definitely hurt us. Uh, I think maybe Tomlin needs to shake it up every now and then. Maybe throw Pickett out for a series, you know? Like, tell him this quarterback battle isn't over, you know? That's when probably 
Mitch was playing his best in the preseason whenever he knew his job was at the on the line. Yeah. Like you got to be hungrier than that. You didn't win the job. You're probably gonna be gone next year if you play like this. Still, you got to show us something. Yeah, and you're not getting George Pickens involved, which he, you know, a lot of the players. You look at the post game press conference today. Um, they were kind of going after Matt Canada, like not saying obviously like coming out and saying it, but you know, uh, Trubisky was saying how there's no, you know, they need to develop play concepts to get receivers into the middle of the field, which is just like it's astounding. Like if you're an NFL offensive coordinator, how do you not have concepts to do that? Because rarely do they throw to the middle of the field. I mean, yeah. New England did it all day to the Steelers. The Steelers played that <laughs> zone, the underneath crossing routes. I mean, Ryan was yelling every play, it's coming to the middle, coming to the middle. And what it, happened? What happened? To the middle every single time. And it, it's just it's just the same old song and dance. It looks like a Penn State offense from like 2003. Dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, punt. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, and the fans should have been booing. And even though it's not 100% on Trubisky, because it's on him and Matt Canada, don't get me wrong, you're telling me Kenny Pickett can't do what Trubisky does? If he can't, if he can't perform like Mitch Trubisky does, they whiffed on that pick. I find that very hard to believe. You're out there to win games. It won't matter, I don't think, if Pickett sits another year and watches this, because what's he going to gain? He's already an older quarterback by rookie standards. You let him in there, get, it, get your feet wet. He may have the lower floor, but he is the higher ceiling. And when your defense and you're going to waste, your defense is good and you're wasting it like this, um, you go with the higher ceiling quarterback. Enough. I don't care if it's a two-year contract your Bisky's on, if it's loaded with incentives, you play the better quarterback at the end of the day. And I think today was an eye-opener of sorts because that New England team was average. They, they, they really, oh. nothing special at all. I just you, you look at the offense sometimes. Though, you look at some drives. You have, I think, what three drives of under two minutes. And we like we touched on earlier, the defense is gassed. You saw like half the players have their hands on their hips. They can't. Yeah. It's you got to you you have to throw the ball down the field because in in the third quarter you saw they loaded the box with eight players. Yep. They yeah. just And that's I mean, it's it's sad. They got to take the top off the defense. It's so easy to scheme against the Steelers' offense. So, like, yeah. A lot of the stuff we're saying right now, you take Trubisky's name out of it and you put Roethlisberger in there, it's the same song and dance from last year. So go to basic science here. When you take one variable out and you add another and you're getting the same result, it's something else. Roethlisberger's gone. Trubisky's here. Matt Canada's still here. So what's the what's the bad apple amongst the the picks from the tree? It might be Matt Canada because we saw that one drive that ended in a Friarmy touchdown, where yeah. most of the play calling, if not all of it, it was they're running hurry up. It was all Trubisky. So yeah. where where's the blame really to lie? I don't. Th- I think we aren't. We're expecting a lot from Trubisky. I think, but the play calling could be better. But still, whenever. Here, I said this earlier, and I'm going to say it now. I'm going right up, and I'm saying, Mitch Trubisky, he ain't, he ain't got no sticking berries. The guy doesn't have balls, all right? No sticking berries. You need to air it out every now and then, all right? Give us that. Show us the arm. I don't think I saw the ball flying the air over 20 yards. It was, it was five-yard checkdowns to Najee. Najee was getting killed left and right. You have third and eight, and you're throwing a check down to your running back at you two yards, fourth and, fourth and six? Come on now. 
Not to mention the the play he the the wheel route he underthrew the hell out of the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could visibly see Najee was upset. He just he had said, to come back for it. Yeah, he did. He was. He almost got a PI serial. call, but. I mean, if you if you want to get a QB that can dink and dunk, go get Devlin Hodges out of retirement. You know, after seeing the offense today and just them not taking any shots downfield, even Mason Rudolph, you know, he's he's not afraid to throw the deep ball. You have to add that element to your offense. You're so one dimensional. It's like I said, it's not hard to know what you're doing and it's just not going to work. And, you know, you don't want them. It's not like they're Super Bowl contenders, but geez, don't waste a, a year of this defense, at least do something. And I mean, it's week two. You know, a lot of people say it's an overreaction, but, um, you know, the first two weeks, what have you seen? It's not like New England has a good defense. Cincinnati's playing Dallas right now. Dallas has Cooper Rush at quarterback, and they're getting torched by Cooper Rush. So it's not like you're playing some, like, stud defense like Buffalo, you know, L.A. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Come on. You know, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, I thought – Going in today, I thought Steelers. This is going to be a to be a good game to watch. You know, it's going to be nice to see the Steelers finally take down the Patriots after you know how long. But it, it was a big disappointment. The yeah. Patriots didn't beat the Steelers. The Steelers beat no, themselves. Yeah. Without say that there is one key. I'd say two series that really led to the Steelers losing. It was when the Patriots are on offense. I think it was right. It wasn't before half. But uh, Sutton dropped the interception, all right? That was the turning point right there. Easy interception. It was in his arms. I have no clue how that ball fell out because he caught it with his body. That's the easiest yeah. catch to make. Not even just hands, not arms, but he had it in his body. It just fell out, fell out. And then after that, you got – well, he did not He did make up for it the next play. He tipped the pass. So it was fourth down. And then here's here's the big turning point where all, all hell broke loose after this. Gunnar Olszewski. Andrew, that's your boy. Come get him. You put you put the you put the heebie jeebies on him today. Yeah. You threw some money on him. I, I said anytime touchdown, I didn't realize it would uh go to the Patriots for uh that. giving him a gift. The face mask. Like buddy, the surest hands on the team. And uh and that's what you pull. Like you gotta be you gotta be kidding me. That I'm was one like, off face mask yeah that was the turning point a dropped interception that punt never should have happened that was that was like the nail in the coffin because they just didn't have it and like you said the Steelers beat themselves I mean the defense did what they had to do at the end of the game they were on the field so much they're gonna be gassed you can't let them out there that whole game it happened last week it's gonna happen again and it all just comes back to the offense that's what it comes back to yeah it comes out it just comes back to how like the timing of them being on the field. It's just they're lacking. I don't know the timing or how much how long they're on the field, but if you saw the numbers, I'm sure there were times when they were on there longer than they were, but it just seemed like the second half was when they were really not on the field as much and they were just punting it away. Yeah. I feel like well was they had one touchdown and then you have how many field goals? Two? Two. They had an extra one. point. They won for two on one. Yeah. They went for two. So touchdown, two field goals. Two field goals. So you can't be relying on your kicker all, all game. Just the fact of the matter is you, your defense holds a team to 17 points in the NFL. That's that's yeah. winnable football games. And yeah. you're just putting out 16 points. is It's not going to get it done. No. 
Well, but, realistically, the defense only gave up. I'm going to give them 10 points on that because they, they started with the ball on, what, the 10? 19, yeah. 19, yeah. And they just came off the field after that, so they probably weren't expecting to come right back on. Yeah, exactly. And you look at Aguilar's touchdown was kind of a fluke because I don't know what Akella Witherspoon was doing. He tried cradling it. He should have high-pointed it. Yeah. But, like, take away that, literally, that one. That's probably their worst play on defense. That's yeah. it. Like, that's what's killer. Like, you're going to give up big plays as a defense. That one probably shouldn't have happened because Witherspoon was in good position. Yeah, good he didn't really give up that make bad. play. Yeah, he didn't make the play. He I made mean, a nice play on the ball. It was just, I think, watching the replay, there were just arms everywhere on that ball. I'm, I'm surprised Aguilar even came up with it. That's a great catch by him. Yeah. Great catch. It was more of a tip pass, I'd even say, at that point, wherever it hit him in the hands and – yeah, he made the best play he could, but yeah. yeah, it's just one of those times where a guy makes a catch over you. But what are you gonna do? But I think you know the other thing. Like we talk, we're talking about the offense. Uh, defensively, Mac Jones felt no pressure all that's day. What I said earlier, my day, hey, yeah. no punch without T.J. Watt. Like that's gonna be ugly. A stopping the run and B getting pressure on the QB because, like Ryan said during the game, how isn't Cam Hayward getting pressure on that rookie uh, Cole Strange? you know, the left guard, they just put any pressure. Mac Jones could do whatever he wanted. And he, you saw any inkling of pressure that he felt, he was just chucking the ball. You know, that's when he made his worst throws. You get pressure on him, he's not going to do anything. And they couldn't get any pressure. And that's, that's going to be a huge problem. There were only two times that I think I saw Mac Jones touched in the pocket. One from Bobby Spillane, and I think the other from Alex Highsmith. I think if your linebackers are the only ones getting there, yeah. Like Cam Hayward, you got to step up. You're a veteran. It's not like you're facing some some big stuff. You're facing a rookie yet. Like I said earlier, you're facing a rookie. Yeah. And last week, it's like we we saw two different Cam Haywards. Last week, he he's tipping balls. He's up there. He's in in the quarterback's face. He's getting around his man. He's causing a problem. But Same then, Smith. Yeah, and today he's just like quiet. Well, I think it's it's quality of offensive line, too, because Cincinnati's offensive line looks horrible again today. Uh, New England's line, decent. And you saw the Steelers were trying to mix in a couple different schemes. They had DeMarvin Leal, uh, even Larry Ogunjobi, I think I saw one time. They were using them as edge rushers. So they were starting to rotate some of those D linemen just to get pressure. But, uh, yeah, without T.J. Watt, it's going to be a rough month or so for, I think, the Steelers in general. I mean... We always say they're bending, not breaking, but uh, I don't know. They didn't really break today. Yeah, that's what I mean. They bent, but they didn't break. The saddest saddest thing I was saying earlier, the best player on the team today, Presley Harvin. They won the field position down all day today. You know who else I said? Boykin. Yeah. On special teams. Two big tackles, and he looked pretty good. And I don't know. What are we what are we talking about on that first punt where the guy literally went to catch it, hits off him? How's that how is that a touchback? Yeah, I don't know, man. He touched it in play touch. and then it went to the end zone. That's yeah. dumb. I don't know. But uh going back on TJ Watt, so for, I don't think we talked about it last time because last week we thought he was he was dead and gone. T I, you know? But like turns out he's probably gonna be out what, four to six? Four to six games, maybe? Six six on the safe side, yeah. 
Yeah. Which they're probably going to keep it on the safe side at this point. It's not, he always does, yeah. Honestly, as an honest Steelers fan, we're not contenders this year by any means, especially after watching the game today. Yeah, I mean, we can also credit the Youngsers podcast for the vigil we had for TJ Watt. Roberts was saying, you know, he he's buddy, he's done, buddy, he's done. I thought he was done. Hey, yeah, what do you have to say about that? You're you have to give an apology. I'm not giving an apology. That's... Same track record as his brother. That's messed up. That's messed up. Uh, I, just, I just say he's a China doll. He's a China doll. Well, at least they'll hopefully be back this year. So that's what I said. Hopefully, I mean he's he's a great player. You can't hate that. But do you just... think that the lack of T.J. Watt's presence was really what kept Cam Hayward in the front line from even getting to the quarterback more? Because were they able to focus more on Cam and? I mean, overall, yeah, it's going to take away from everybody. You you look at you look even at the past years. When did Bud Dupree have his best years games? Never when TJ's on the other side. Yeah, when TJ Watts on a side, everybody's job's going to be easier. When he's not, it's it's an it's an even deck. That's what it comes down to. I mean, he's he's literally a game changer. So and yeah, like, showed today. not to mention like we we keep forgetting about Stefan to it. He was he was more in the passing game, and then Alu Alu was the run game. Yeah, no to it this year either. So yeah, we'll so see. Could this be the new betting line till TJ comes back. Are we taking whoever money line the Steelers are playing against? No, well, they, have now, Browns, they have the Browns Thursday, right? Yeah, Browns, and then I think the Jets here soon, right? Yeah, the Browns had an epic meltdown against the Jets. <laughs> Oh, no, that that's you know it's a it's a it was a tough day to be a Steeler fan, absolute miserable day to be a Browns fan. A you have them, fourteen um, points. You know they're in the parking lot before the game, trying to say what Deshaun Watson was doing wasn't illegal, which, you know, come on Cleveland, you know that's just scumbag Cleveland yeah. right that, there. That is that's that's scumbag behavior number one. You have a mannequin, uh, you know you have a mannequin that's a pitching a tent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, number one? Who thought that was a good idea? And then you blow a two-touchdown lead to the Jets in like a minute and a half. Not you, just the Jets, Joe Flacco running. Two and 25. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, that, that's, that's an early candidate for just jag of the week. The city of Cleveland might, might be a lock this week. I've been saying it once. I've said it probably 100 times before, and I'll say it again. Cleveland... If anyone from Cleveland's listening, you guys, you are the armpit of America. That's just what you guys are. Musty, sweaty, just all around moist. Like, I went there one time, never want to go back. It was, yeah, never, horrible place. There's just some stench coming from the sewer system. Just smoke coming out of the grates of the sewer. Who knows what's down there? But armpit of America, all-time moment, Cleveland. Not a good week for the AFC North, though. Yeah, Since no. losing right now, Baltimore got. That's what we want to talk about. It's good the for the Steelers, though, honestly. Baltimore got shellacked. That's a that's a bad beat for anybody. I won't say shellacked. Beat. They just blew a huge lead yeah. and and then just blew it. Was that's that Tua's? Uh, is this Tua's statement game? Is he is he here now? Is Tua here? Everybody said everybody hated on the guy. He looks good. Tua season. I left, on, uh, I left him on my fantasy football bench in the Youngsters League. Forty-eight points on the bench for me. I'm gonna. Mad. I'm, I lost last week to Jake Gard by less than a point. The <laughs> CeeDee Lamb could not get a damn catch in the second half. He didn't have to go for positive yards, just a catch. And now I'm in another tough battle with, I think it's Neil right now. I'm 
projected 67% to win, but you know, I go down 0-2. I'm going to have to start hitting the gym a little bit harder because that, uh, that calendar shoot might be coming in at the end of the year. Uh, I don't know the, the crop top and jorts. That's the outfit we've decided on agreed upon. Uh, I'm going to be starting to sweat a little bit, leaving like Ryan, I'm leaving some points on the bench, but I'm not panicking yet. So I left 70 uh, points on the bench. That, that. <laughs> that ain't good. That's, if that's... I have to do a punishment for this league, I'm marking my words now. I'm making an absolute mockery of it. <laughs> I will. I'm not taking it seriously. You guys will have to suffer if I have to suffer. That's true. I, I might... told Andrew what I'm going to do, but yeah, fair yeah. enough. No one's safe. Yeah, that is true. But yeah. Steelers, 17-14 loss. Honestly, they didn't They didn't lose to the Patriots. They lost to themselves. Tomlin, I have no idea what he's going to say after that game, what Tomlinisms he's going to come up with. But they better get back <laughs> to the drawing board on offense for sure. What's, what's the – What's the uh, what's the phrase you use, Ryan? That's that should have been Mitch Trubisky. Was it if you're a puppy, what? If you're gonna piss like a puppy, get off the porch. That's, that's what he's doing. He's he's pissing like a puppy right now. <laughs> he's just I, I don't know. I think I I was talking earlier to some people. I think this uh, this week coming up here against Cleveland. I think this is his make or break week. I think it is. I think if it's ugly, uh, I think I think you see Kenny maybe against the Jets. Yeah, Kenny in the Jets, huh? Kenny in the Jets, yeah. <laughs> you might have to see it. Uh, Dan Moore, Dan Moore Jr. better be uh, saying a few extra prayers or something this week because Miles Garrett's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be feast week for Miles Garrett. He ain't waiting until Thanksgiving. That's gonna Before be he gets a- the turkey leg. He's gonna eat all of Dan Moore this week coming up. <laughs> He's gonna be abusing it. alert right there. But but listen to it. these stats on the uh, Steelers running game. Leading rusher, Najee, 15 carries for 49 yards, three yards average. That's not bad. If you're getting average of three yards as a running back, that's the first down pretty much. Mm-hmm. But the second leading rusher was Gunner. He had one carry. That was that yeah, the end first round. jet sweep. <laughs> Other than that, Jalen Warren, four rushes for 15 yards. Trubisky, one for seven. And De- what did Derek Watt run the, run the ball? Fourth down. He had three-yard yeah. run, I think, or two-yard run. You got to give well, up Derek Watt, too. That's another one you got to give up. We have. Yeah, I mean... Receiving, Deontay got 10 targets, caught six of them. That's probably mostly not his fault. Average of 10 yards. Najee, he had five receptions. It felt like a lot more, though. Yeah, check down every play. But Claypool really wasn't that involved, even though he had four four receptions for... I'd like to see these other guys more involved. We're not seeing Claypool really that involved. Pickens, he's not really that. If he had a better quarterback, I'd think Pickens would be a lot more involved than he is now. He had one reception in, th- I think, three targets, it says. But it seems like he's been quiet other than just getting to catch a game. Yeah. Like, you got to get the tight end. The best plays we've had, especially last week, was when we do have those guys in the middle. Like, what was that, Fryermuth catch right down the yeah. middle last week? Yeah. Like, why are we not doing that? we got to open up the space a little bit we just can't be throwing fades to the outside it's and i mean like you have a six seven tight end too that you know zach gentry who's known as a blocker he can catch like you sit him in the middle of the field like like you said ron you're gonna piss like a puppy get off the porch you're afraid to take those chances downfield head to the sideline get a qb that has some moxie that will you know try and make those plays take the top off the defense literally do anything then just dink dunk check down take a sack 
I mean, you know, he's a good guy and all, but come on. You're there to win football games, not win a popularity contest at the end of the yeah. day. Whatever. I mean, we're here to win games. We're not here to win the Nickelodeon MVP award after getting, like, a slime cam. I don't know. Roberts, what are your thoughts? Final thoughts on the Steelers? Uh, uh, it's, a, it's an open book, man. That team is has a ton, and I mean a ton of talent on the offensive side yeah. of the ball. All around. Well, and defensive. It's, 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 it's going to be a long year. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be... Just the, your chain's only as strong as the weakest link, and especially when your weakest link is your quarterback, yeah. followed by your offensive line. Too that pretty. Chain's, that's a doomed chain right off the bat. You can have all the skill positions you want. But yeah. the nitty gritty, that's that's that front nine. That's that's the trenches you're battling in. Yeah. Yeah. So you I'm not battle front first. I'm not I'm not too uh sold on this game this week. I think uh Cleveland, you know, even though you lose to the Jets, they're gonna be pissed off. Uh the Steelers just don't seem to have aside from Minka really on defense right now, that killer instinct's not there. Uh Miles Garrett's gonna feast. The Steelers little trouble stopping the run. You got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt coming in. Um, I'm going to go Cleveland by seven, I think. Thursday night, short week. Cleveland by seven is my official prediction. Is it, I'll... In, is it in Cleveland? Or yeah, in, it's in yeah. Cleveland. So in Cleveland, I'm going to say Ben's gone. Ben owned Cleveland. Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> he don't own his own. He, don't, he didn't own anywhere he's been. He's he's renting. Mitch is renting. He's not even renting. He's sleeping. He's just on looking. That's what he's doing. He's 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 like he's not even running. You know what he's doing? It's he's pulling squatters rights right now. That's what he's doing in Pittsburgh. Yeah, squatters rights. It's twenty prediction. We see Kenny Pickett by halftime next week. No, I don't. I think he. I'm calling it right here, right now. The Ryan McDermott hometown parlay. Kenny Pickett <laughs> halftime halftime starter. Plus, what is that? Plus maybe ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, probably. We probably can't even get that on any betting sites. But uh, before we go, before we go to Pitt and Penn State, a lot of people, I know Dan's not here to defend himself. You know, he's doing some home improvement projects tonight. And a little Tim Allen, tool time. Love it, love it. Uh, hey, you got to take care of that first. Uh, our next episode is going to be next Saturday. So the Steelers play Thursday. We'll be recording Saturday. So Dan's going to be locked and loaded for that one. But um, a lot of people not happy with his parlay today. They think he's jinxing the Steelers. The Steelers money line, Deontay Johnson touchdown over two touchdowns or two two plus touchdowns. A lot of people out there not happy with him. So I'm I'm gonna defend him right now. It's not Dan's fault, but uh, Saturday's episode, he's gonna have some he's gonna have some splaining to do. And uh, you know, for anyone out there listening, you just fade our picks because uh, we're not out to a pretty. We're not out to a hot start right Especially now. Especially mine. I don't think I've had a winning pick yet. I ain't bad. I'm not bad. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm there. I'm. It's just I, I I'm I'm fading the Steelers here. I think with. I'm telling you, until TJ Watt comes back, fade the Steelers. Fair but, enough. Uh, that's I had a good one today in the New York Giants. Two and New York Giants all time without them. Tell you what, lock of the the lock of the day for me though today. Jacksonville money line. Matt Ryan, trash. No receivers in Indy. Uh, they see ghosts when they play Jacksonville now. Trevor Lawrence, sunshine, carving them up. Easiest money of the day. And, you know, nothing sweeter than seeing. You know, I'm not a big Colts fan. They used to be the ri- little rivalry back in the day. 
you know, when the Steelers were on the Super Bowl run. So, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, we're not too hot right now. But uh, big game tonight. So before we go on, who, who do you guys got? Bears or Packers? Game's you know in Green Bay, right? I believe so. It's it's That's not going to be close. Andrew, do you want to tweet out our picks, the live pod picks for the late night game? Um, yeah, let me, let me get it up real quick here. And I'll... So, Roberts, who are you taking? Taking Green Bay, whatever the spread is. Green Bay spread. They're getting like seven, six and a half maybe? Or are they getting ten? They were. Whatever it is. Let me, let me, let me bring it up. Let me, let me bring it up. I think they're minus 400. To, well, Andrew's picking that up. What I'm going to say is we didn't get to see the full new fire, firepower of the Bears. Uh, that's that's very true. Because week one, that was an absolute. They played in Shrek Swamp. That place is an absolute monster. That was a bad look. So your Roberts is going to take Green Bay. That was. Minus 10 and a half. Okay. Wow. That's 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 a lot of points, especially with didn't the Packers lose last week? Yep, Minnesota. Minnesota, they're they're no slouches. A lot of people they they say Kirk Cousins, he's no good. What do you? Uh, what, he's what do you criminally pay? underrated. What's your what's your what's your official pick for tonight? I'm I'm taking the opposite of Roberts. I'm going with the Bears. The Bears. I think tens a lot of tens a lot of points. Uh, I think I think the Bears are they've just had enough. I think they're sick and tired of the Packers. I think they're sick and tired of Aaron Rodgers. And I think last week they didn't get to show what they're all about because of the weather. And this is their week one. So consider the Bears 1-0 already because they're 1-0 right now, right? So consider this their first week. So they're going to be 2-0 by the end of the night. Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the hot seat because they're going to be 0-2. And the Bears are back. Justin Fields is going to have a big coming out party. He's going to absolutely run all over the Packers. Packers have no receivers. That's another yep. thing. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with Ryan M here. Bear down. Dub Bears late night. We're making it a little interesting. All right. That's how I like. That's how we. That's how we like it. Sunday night quick pick. We'll we'll hit Dan up and try to get his pick yeah. is too. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put that we'll, up. I'm sure yeah, he'll reply or share with him whenever he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, I think that's it. Anything else on NFL? No. We got next week. Oh, one one more thing from today's slate. And I you know, I tweeted this out earlier today. I need to stop playing Mike Evans when he's matched up against the Saints because that dude is like a moth to a light when he sees Marshawn Lattimore on the field. You go back, look at that clip. Little jawing going on, little scrum, nothing even crazy at midfield. And you see him just make a beeline from the sidelines and absolutely <laughs> bulldoze him in the next year and just start a brawl. That's like the third time that's happened between those two. And I know I, tw- you know, I, uh, I made sure I tweeted about this too. It was familiar. One of Ryan's personal favorites. It was like the Akib Tlaib, Michael Tra- Michael Crabtree beef back in the day where they are snatching each other's chains, throwing haymakers anytime they are each other. We need, more of that. we need more of when you know, like these two guys are coming at each other there. It's just like they see red and they don't see anybody else on the field except them two. And you just know that they're both buying chains just for that week that are absolutely yanked off their neck. I love a good chain yank. I can't <laughs> remember the last time I've seen one. I think it might have been in pre Saints. No, the Saints game, wasn't it? Yeah. When? When they who did they play? Was it preseason? Someone got their chain yanked. 
Someone who was someone got their mouthpiece yanked. I remember. I, didn't, I remember last year though. Who was it that 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 rookie crossed the middle, yanked that chain, and then he punched him in the head Chauncey, with a helmet on? Chauncey, was it yeah. him? Was it when the guy just didn't care what he was doing, and the guy just came yeah. up to him, like bopped him yeah. in the face mask and yanked his chain? The guy just like from the Bears. Wasn't the guy from the Bears? I forget who it was though. Yeah, that's who. Like, Bears and Saints. That's who it was. In New Orleans, J- yeah. Javon Wims or something like that. Yeah, he just like went up and just like cracked. The- that's another thing. Football players it cracks me up. They get all pissed off and then they throw a punch at the helmet. Like, what's that gonna do aside from break your hand? Like, they just don't think at all. Like, it makes no sense to do that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna scrap, like, pull a Miles Garrett, pull the helmet off, start swinging it, like <laughs> something, you know. I'm taking my cleat off and swinging it. I'm doing the Happy Gilmore stuff, right? Why not at that point? If you're yeah. gonna on a football field, go all out on it. Yeah, yeah. that's all I got on the NFL now. So. Yeah. Do we want to kick it over to you? Let's start off with who do you want to start off with this week? I'll start off with Pitt. Since we'll start off it with was, Pitt. It, Pitt was, had... it was a yeah. Go ahead, Roberts. It was just uh another week, another another bookend week for the Pitt Panthers. I don't know. I mean, it's they went in without a quarter, but the quarterback situation is still uh, uh it's still in the air. I have no clue who's going to start. <laughs> um, they went in and uh, fellow Leechburg guy. Chris Leifer and I were watching the game last night, and uh, we turned the game on. First off, we had uh, – I actually have beef with ESPN. We had National Cornhole on the TV before we had a football game, college football game. Well, anyways, they put it on ESPN News, and, and you, 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 they turn the game on. You see Nate Yarnell warming up. I look over, and I say, Chris, we need some more beers because I, I, I don't know. And – it, it was it was a business as usual game. The first half was ugly. Um, Izzy Abanacanda, another another great week in, in, uh, as the running back, and they got another another gimme week here coming up with Rhode Island. There's nothing really to say about Pitt. Yeah, I'm, hey, they took care of business. They did what they they did what they should have done. You went up there, took care of business. Uh, what did you think? I saw Narduzzi talking about. Were they throwing stuff at the pit players? Yeah, at the end of the game, I think they uh, – some of the fans and stuff like that. They they took the uh, West Virginia comment. Uh, we try to keep it clean here on this channel, but uh, you guys know probably if you guys are yinders here, though. Probably some involving cousins. Let's just keep it at that. But it's just uh, – I don't know. I mean, the, the broadcast was raving about the offensive line who – if you guys have listened the first three weeks, I have ripped into them. Yeah, yeah. And they're 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 raving about them, guys. They're they they beat a MAC team. They didn't beat an SEC team like a fellow podcast team coming up here. I did, but uh, I don't know. I think it's it's going to be a, a couple weeks here until we see the full team back. A lot of a lot of injuries last night. A lot of jawing a lot of personal fouls that didn't need to be happening, but I think Narduzzi tightens it up next week, and they got Rhode Island. I think they open up, I think I saw, I think it was 19 and a half already without Eden Slovis, so. Are you taking that now, just in case Slovis comes back? Because I think he's... Um, I, I don't know. He was there He was there last night as uh, insurance to see if, you know I mean, if the game was close in the fourth quarter, they would play, yeah. but but I don't, you I'm think they taking that line though right now, nineteen and a half. Mm, 
I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to stay away from that game. It's a, yeah. I mean, stay away, go down, have a couple beers with the boys, and come back on business trip as usual. That, that game la- last night, it's just one of those games where you're not, like, happy yet. It's, it's not exciting. It's like you expect to win that game. But it's one of those games where you can be like, oh, I, I could be singing a different tune right now. Because a lot of people were staying away from this game saying, Pitt could lose this game. Like, they lost that game last year. So. Last year, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be happy as a Pitt fan today. I mean, it is business as usual. You're not going on Twitter and be like, yeah, like, we just smacked this team or anything. It's just like, that's the evolving of a Pitt, Pitt football program. So you got to win those games, you know? Yeah. You won that game, yeah. So, Brian Roberts is happy. He's evolving as a Pitt fan. He's not bragging about a cupcake win, so. No. Yeah. Like I, I was going to say, like, we sat here last night and said the first three games, I haven't went on Twitter. I haven't raved. I haven't. It's. They beat a West Virginia team who you were favored. You lost last week to Tennessee, which. Which that could have won either way. Episode one, I had them losing to Tennessee. And they beat a Western Michigan team where you're supposed to win. So. Yeah. It's we'll see. And they and I mean, the ACC does not look good. Bad year for the ACC. Does not look good. Sam I mean, Hartman except for Sy- is Syracuse yeah. ACC? Yeah, Syracuse played well. Big win last night. They beat Purdue. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like Sam, like the Wake Forest almost lost to Liberty. That a quarterback that was wearing another number seven that thought it was Malik Willis out there, but it wasn't. But I don't know. It's it's and the home schedule the rest of the year is not tough. They don't have a ranked opponent on the on the schedule besides Miami. So it's gonna be. Show up, hope you win, and if you lose, it's probably going to be a disappointment. I mean, you know, we're doing a power ranking right now of Pennsylvania quarterbacks. Sean Cliff, I never thought I'd say this. Sean Clifford, number one. Yarnell, number two. I think Trubisky's third. You know, we're just going off the... Are we yeah. doing all Pennsylvania? We're just, uh, we're just putting Jalen Hurts at one or just Western? Just Western, PA. All right, just Western. Like, we do, you know, we do Pitt, Penn State, yeah. uh, Steelers, just that. I mean, Jalen Hurts would be number one right now i mean he's I'm gonna be honest because sean clifford nate yarnell keaton slovis and i'm gonna be honest i might put the mm. Le- leechburg great Jaden floyd at number three <laughs> <laughs> over mitchell trubisky holy hell i'd probably take some typical quarterbacks over him at this I rate just, i don't know uh, i don't know yeah but yeah pitt pitt takes care of business so two and one on the year all right you know all right all right all right, let's get into the my game of the week, which it wasn't – I thought after last year, Roberts, last year we watched this game together, Penn State-Auburn. Yep. That was my favorite game of the year. I love that game. It was an awesome night. Taking down SEC – like when I smell SEC blood in the water from like a Penn State point of view, there, there ain't nothing sweeter. Like I was sitting there and I was locked into this game. I was ready to watch it. First of all, I'm putting this hat on. The one team this week that didn't let me down, the Penn State Nittany Lions, refused to put a Steeler hat on until Thursday. But when I saw the first series, I think Penn State started off with the ball, right? I was I was scared. I saw this big orange out. Auburn brought out all the stops. I see this wave of orange. It looked cool. But when like the first thoughts I have of Sean Clifford, he – had that QB run where he could have easily slid for a first down, but I I think his controller disconnected or something, or he just absolutely took a face mask to face mask hit and just got his absolute bell rung, fumbled the ball almost out of bounds, luckily, 
Yeah. But we recovered it. And after that, everything just changed. Andrew, I know you got thoughts on what happened after Sean Sean Clifford got his bell rung. You know, I've been very critical of Sean Clifford, you know, and I think he's deserved a lot of criticism. I mean, I said good guy, but it's all about performance out there. Um, The Purdue game left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, You know, Ohio, he did what he did. You know, it's it's Ohio. It's a MAC team. Took care of business. This week, I was like, all right, Sean Clifford, you know, down there, hostile environment, SEC game. I see him get absolutely decked, like Ryan said. And I'm like, holy hell, this is going to be a bad game for him. But I have a theory that he got hit so hard, he just did a complete 180 because the rest of the game, he was basically flawless. I mean, he played a phenomenal game. And the fact that he was making the throws he needed to, he wasn't turning the ball over. Uh, Nick Singleton and the Penn State running backs tore Auburn up. The defense looked good. I mean, they were pressuring TJ Finley and Ashford the whole game. You know, Auburn going two quarterbacks. I don't know why you play two mediocre quarterbacks. That's just, you know, stick with one and just roll with it. But Penn State, uh, pretty impressive for me. I, I had my doubts coming into the season. I wasn't very high. They had a lot of young guys on defense, a lot of question marks. But uh, yesterday, I'll say it, statement win. Statement win for Nittany Nation. No, I'm not. I'm not going to get ahead of myself either. I do not think they are title contenders by any means. Probably not even New York, New Year Six Bowl. But <laughs> I, I think know. they should go into Michigan five and zero. Against yeah. what next week? Who do they have? Northwestern is it? No, Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Central Michigan, then Northwestern, yeah. then yeah, then Michigan. But I think they have a chance to make some waves in the Big Ten potentially. At this point, I, I had them losing to Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Michigan State. Because I had them losing that Auburn game. They won the Auburn game. Yeah. So I think that they have the potential to w- beat Michigan. I think now they have the – I'm going to favor them against Michigan State because Michigan State, they're they're not looking too good. Yeah. And then Ohio State, I'm never going to – I'm never going to be too confident with Ohio State. But – no, this is an all-around great game. I love seeing all these SEC people who they have nothing else to live for except their college football programs. Like, if you're from Bama, if you're from Auburn, like, you have nothing except those five, six months where you get to watch your football team once a week. And just to watch all these Auburn fans, especially in their little polo shirts and khakis, just absolutely defeated with that look on their face, chef's kiss. There's nothing sweeter than just absolutely watching a defeated person from another place especially in the heart of the South where they love their college football. Oh, man, there's nothing better. Nothing better. My favorite uh, cut to the crowd yesterday, and it should be a meme, was that kid in the student section. Slumped over the wall. <laughs> over, hanging down off the front of the wall. You know, that's, that summed up Auburn yesterday. I mean, you know, defensively, you look at Penn State. They are pressuring the whole game. Uh, new number 11, Abdul I, Carter. You know, I get, thought that was Micah Parsons out there. For look at like Micah Parsons. I mean, they got the young guys stepping up. Uh, the Kobe Kobe King, Kalen King, the King brothers look good. The secondary look good. JPGA, um, baby. That guy's, I'll say it right now, lock down corner. Got the yeah. size. He got the strength. He has everything you need. And I like Ryan said, you know, we've seen this before. Penn State starts out strong and then falls apart. So it's hard. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but 
you got a defense that looks like that and an offense that if they can get the running game going like they did on Saturday. Um, the difference was la- like last year, you're seeing a mem- mirror image season, but yeah. we didn't have that running back last year. Singleton's killing it. Yeah. And Catron Allen, the other running back, freshman running back, he's looking good too. He had two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, they got they got options at running back. Kevon Lee got hurt in the first first quarter, I believe. He came back. Yeah, in, yeah. Devin Ford, you know, you got four running backs that all do their job very well. That's a good thing to have. And the line was looking okay. You know, I didn't. You know, Clifford didn't really get hit much. Uh, you know, very limited was he running for his life, getting sacked. It was a clean game by Penn State yesterday for the most part. I was pretty impressed. Uh, even if Auburn may be in a little bit of a down year, that's still an SEC game, hostile environment, you know, big yeah. big field game. You come out with a pretty convincing victory. I'm happy with it. Because after that Purdue game, you don't think they play in an environment like that to no. that level. You think they would have, like, shied away, you know, the way they would have played week one. But, I yeah. mean, I'm not going to – until Mich- they play Michigan in three weeks, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. I'm still going to think it's going to be a maybe just an average year now. I thought it would be a subpar year that they drop a few that they shouldn't. I think like now your expectation should be that they beat every team that they should beat. Like All these lower-level teams are going to play in the next couple weeks. Like You shouldn't drop it to Northwestern um, or anything like that. But I think now the standard is – Try to beat Michigan. Try to beat Ohio State. Win all the rest. You should win all the rest. Uh-huh. Minnesota's at home. That's your uh, that's your whiteout. So you should win that one. Yep. And then the standard's the standard. We're getting to the Mike Tomlin. Standard is the standard. So I think at most they lose two games now. Michigan and uh, Ohio State. And that's where I'm ending the Penn State talk for me. But I, I'm pleasantly surprised with how they played. That's fun, and we just had an ESPN breaking news update. Trey Lance out for the year, ankle injury, needs surgery. Uh, snap like a Kit Kat. So Jimmy, Rio, G- dust off your Garoppolo jersey, buddy. Rio's gonna be dusting off the Jimmy G jersey from a draft night now. So uh, stock up for Rio after this. Speaking after. of Rio, I gotta, I gotta, I wanna, I would take the first uh, option on the uh, Pittsburgh athlete of the week when we get there. Okay. All right. We're we're coming up on that pretty quick. Not uh, too much left else to cover. So yeah, I'm, I'm not talking much on the Pirates. Let's just go into that. Just the yeah. big. Uh, the, I'll actually pay attention this week. You know, we got a big sunflower seed scandal in PNC Park. Got a lot. Oh my god. So I'm I'm mostly checked out on the Pirates. I don't. I'm not even gonna count their record this week. I think they started off by sweeping the Reds, maybe, but I don't think they won against the Mets at all. So. The season's a wash. We're getting to that point where they're bringing up random guys and sending them down. The only thing I'm checking in now on is O'Neill Cruz because he's smacking the ball. He's coming around, even though it is the it's the end of the season. But okay, I'll I'll watch highlights of a man destroying a baseball. Absolutely. Um, but the, the only thing I want to talk about is the locker room's lost. If you're Shelton, like your players don't respect you, especially with Cabrian Hayes, what he did. Let's. I'm just gonna talk about this real quick. You cannot be eating sunflower seeds while got. Well, like while a play's going. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's just a bad look for everyone involved. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. And that's the only thoughts I got on the Pirates. So whatever you guys. Want Nothing. To all say. I all I saw today was the. I mean, like you said, the positive is O'Neill Chris. He took Jacob Degrama. And what is a 99 mile an hour fastball down and in, and he dead center. He, he crushed the ball. 
That's you have yeah. the we have the talent. Like we keep saying it every week. We have the talent. We have the talent. Minor leagues is starting to finally come around. I watched the game on Fox. What was that Thursday night baseball? Yeah, Fox. They they broke down the farm system. Pirates are are close, but they it starts from the top. Every in, in sports, it starts from the top to the to the bottom, and it starts with a guy that cares about putting out dollar hot dog night than uh, worrying about what's on the field. So yep, yeah. As long as as long as Bob Nutting's running that franchise, they will not be successful. They are a joke franchise. You have players' phones falling out of their pockets at third base. You got Cabrian Hayes eating sunflower seeds during a game. Um, you have Josh Van Meter on the roster <laughs> of the year. That should just show you don't give a shit about the team. And if yeah. if you're buying season tickets, if you're still spending so much money on this team, you you're clueless. There's no point in getting emotionally invested in this team because whenever they have the chance to be good, the owner won't spend the money. So I, it just baffles me that people still get high hopes. Like obviously we're Pittsburgh fans would love to see them be successful. We don't want to hate on them, but you know, it's, it's the same old song and dance. It's all always- King around here yeah. until you prove that you're going to put a decent product out there. Like I, myself, me and Roberts alone, I know, like, I don't even know about you, Andrew. I know you watched a decent bit, but during the summer when you had nothing really going on, I was watching a lot of pirate games, even if it was if it was just background noise with the volume up. Like I, I didn't miss many. I can't tell you how many I've even watched in the past month since football came back. As soon as I smell that pigskin leather flying through the air, buckas are off. I'm sorry. Like, so we have Greg Allen out there in left field, buddy. Greg Allen, everybody. Guys hitting 170. Yeah. Soon I'll take as- any. I'll take any pro NFL game over the Pirates. As soon as they get to St. Vincent, Pirate season's over. Cancel them. They're done. Yeah, that's all. That's all the pirate talk we got, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Right, let's move on. Uh, what are we gonna do? Idiot of the week first. Well, Jack of the week. Jag of the week. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't have one this I, week. So I, I got one. Andrew, you got one. So we at least have. Mine's right here. Matt Canada. <laughs> jag of the week. That's all I'm saying. Jag. 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 Actually, so I my, do have one. I do have one. Okay. So my jag of the week. I'll go second. Is I was gonna use a public restroom and. Uh, as I'm going towards it, this guy comes around the corner, and I don't know if he was some kind of Harry Potter fan or some kind of furry, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he had a cloak on, and he goes into the bathroom with a full-on cloak, and like basically still summer weather, and I just decided to cut my losses. I'm not using that restroom. I'll hold it till I get home. So yeah. if you're wearing a cloak in a public restroom, or you're dressed like a Harry Potter character, you look shady. I'm not going near you, and you're a jag, and you're the jag of the week. So yeah, yeah. If you're wearing a cloak and walking around in the summer, and you're going to use a public restroom, you, you see that, you just turn around and go. There's not nothing good can come of that. You're 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 very right. What's that guy from Britain back in the day, like the Ripper or something? Jack the Ripper. Yeah. If you look like Jack the Ripper, like <laughs> from the 1870s, like I'm sorry, get out of here. You're a jag. All right, Roberts, give it give it to us. So. Uh... This weekend, I was on a uh, work trip in in uh, New York City, and we're going through the middle of the city. And uh, guy I work with, he goes, he t- he tells me to look over, and I see this guy. He's got three dogs on a leash. You know what I mean? He has like a a tri leash. It's on one, but there's like three different like. So I'm looking over, and there's just in the middle of the sidewalk, this guy's just letting his dogs take a dump in the middle of the sidewalk in New York City. 
and, and, and my boss goes, he goes, wonder if he's going to clean it up. You just look at him. Like two of the, two of the three dogs took a dump. He just starts walking away from it. Like you, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing it. Don't pick up your animal scat, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And that guy's, he's, he gets jag of the week for me. Got to give that up. Yeah. We just want to power through, get to our Pittsburgh athlete and then call it a week. Yeah. All right, how are we doing this? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I got a bucko. What do you got? I got a bucko. What do you got? I got a stealer. Roberts, you go first. So, um, recently, the the proclaimed jag of the year, maybe, and uh, Mario Leonard. We're sitting there, and um, I was thinking about who... Well, first off, Billy, my dad, watches the Cueto game five times a week. He's a <laughs> diehard pirate fan. So I'm thinking, who is a great pirate pitcher? And now that you said that about Rio pulling out his Jimmy Garoppolo jersey, I'm going to throw it up to Jeff Locke. Jeez. One, of, one of the best first halves maybe a pirate pitcher's had. Mm-hmm. And then he comes out in the second half and has two wins the rest of the year. So that is my random Pittsburgh athlete of the week. Jeff Locke and Rio's uh, neon orange hunting all-star jersey. All right. Well, I also got a pirate pitcher. I was sweating whenever you said pirate pitcher. I was like, you better not steal my uh, athlete of the week again like you did Ryan Domit. But uh, my random bucko, I got to go with the big arm, Scott Sauerbach. <laughs> <laughs> That's my random athlete of the week. I think when I went to a game when I was younger, I got like a promo card of him. I think I still have it. I'll have to find it. Absolute big chungus on the mound, but that's all I got about him. And I like I like that one. I like that. Um, yeah, mine is mine's a Steeler. Uh, a comparison to Mitch Trubisky, although he was probably better than Trubisky, but uh, he was also, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to take over for Mitch Trubisky. Ben Roethlisberger took over for Tommy Gunn, Tommy Maddox. You know, back in the day, after Cordell Stewart, he was pretty sure he was selling insurance before he was out there slinging the pig mm-hmm. for the Steelers. Uh, ben came in, you know, he got hurt. The rest was history, obviously. But, you know, Mitch Trubisky, I'm going to say it, you know, we're coming to the close of this episode. TikTok, buddy. Ta- time's closing down on you. If you're turning back, you were the preseason darling. Uh, midnight struck. You're turning back into a pumpkin. Chicago Mitch is back. Check down Trubisky, head to the sidelines. Uh, I'm, you know, it's time. Kenny Pickett season's in full effect. All right. Is that how we want to end it right there? Kenny Pickett season? Is that today's motto? I, I got one one-liner here. I got I, you know, I was thinking about, like, people still hyping up Trubisky. You know what it's like? It's like putting perfume on a pig. The guy's ass. <laughs> and I'll say it. He stinks. <laughs> Guy stinks. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, Mitch, you heard it here first. We're going to piss like a puppy, get off the porch. Uh, <laughs> that's all we got, right, boys? Yeah. All right. We've got Thursday Night Football, Steelers and Browns. We'll have our episode up uh, after the college football games on Saturday. So we'll record Saturday night. Uh, thanks for listening. Picks. This is Youngzer's episode nine. Remember to like, follow, subscribe on all platforms. And we'll see you guys next week.